The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about using specialization to stand out in content marketing. Joining us is Yvette Valencia, who is the founder and CEO of We Do Web, which is a niche content marketing agency that helps lawyers gain a predictable flow of clients each month. We Do Web prioritizes human connection to use proven solutions to make a lasting impact, which has helped them grow to become one of Inc. 5,000's fastest growing private businesses. And today, Yvette and I are going to talk about specialization within content marketing. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's my conversation with Yvette Valencia, the founder and CEO of We Do Web. Yvette, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me, Benjamin. Very excited to have you on the podcast. Excited to talk a little content marketing. You come from a different background than a lot of the stereotypical SEOs. It's a, a white man dominated industry. And uh, it's always a breath of fresh air to get someone who comes from a different background, a different perspective. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. You also have a, a different point of view when it comes to content marketing. You focus on content specifically for a relatively small niche. You're working for lawyers. Uh, talk to me about, first off, how'd you get into the niche of content marketing for that type of profession? 
It's an interesting story. So I was in the mortgage industry prior to starting this business. And right around 2006, when I was about to have my son, I went on maternity leave. And I was set to come back at three months. And little did I know this little human was going to still be so small when I had to return. But fortune would have it that I was to be laid off. And I could spend a lot more time with my son. And I spent about six months with, well, maybe about nine months with him. And just around that time, I started to feel that itch of, hey, I got to get back out there, keep my skills sharp. But in the mortgage industry, what I was doing was uh, training and developing individuals for that residential mortgage call center. So I was doing uh, new hire trainings for all of the job positions at the residential mortgage center and had to develop curriculum, give presentations, set up shadow sessions with all of the different departments. So I understood how people learned really well and how to distill complex topics into digestible modules and explain things in a way where people would be able to understand and be successful at what they did. So anyway, uh, to get back to the story, when I wanted to get back to work after being laid off, I started to just put my feelers out. And one of those feelers was to a good friend of mine who had a disability and veterans law firm at the time. And he said, yeah, I'll keep my ears open for any opportunities that might come my way where your skills would be an asset. And maybe two days later, he called me and said, hey, I've got a project that I think you'd probably enjoy. I just bought this website. Again, this was back in 2007, 2006, sorry. I just bought this website. I don't have the time to manage the development, let alone create the content that needs to go on the pages. So I said, yeah, I'll take that project. And I took the project, pretty much taught myself. I didn't really know it was SEO at the time. But as I started working with that web design group that he bought the website from, I quickly learned the ins and outs of getting traffic to a website and incorporating keywords into content. So that rudimentary knowledge was now part of my skill set. And I set out really to approach educating the audience like I would the classes that I taught at that residential mortgage center. So I worked with my friend very closely to understand, okay, who is our audience? What do they need to know? What's their journey look like? How do they even know they need an attorney to help them with their disability benefits? And so just started breaking things down that way. And maybe it took us about three, maybe four to six months to launch the site. And when it launched, we gave it about a quarter, a quarter's time. And the web design team held a meeting with us, me and my friend at the time who owned the law firm. And they said, you know, we have never seen results like this for any of our clients' sites. Who wrote your content? And he said, oh, Yvette wrote our content. And he said, well, she did an amazing job. And can we pitch her to our other clients? 
And, uh, you know, a light bulb went off at that. And you were off to the races. Yeah. Yeah, at that very moment. And I said, yeah, I can totally do this for other busy attorneys who just, who are busy running a practice, but are entering into this new world of having a website and creating content and attracting new clients that way. You know, they were still doing page ads when I, <laughs> when I was, uh, creating content for this site. We've seen a lot of turnover in the technology industry. And there's a lot of SEOs that are looking for work. And so this is a content marketing episode. We're talking with a content marketing expert. But I feel that I feel obligated to point out some of the things that you did when you faced adversity in your career. And I've been through similar times. So, you know, I left my last startup. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Started taking on short-term projects. But what you did that really is astounding to me was a roll with the punches. Right. Okay. I got to go figure out what I'm going to do. You were, in a way, sad. I'm sure that you were upset to be let go. But there was a benefit out of having that time and getting to spend extra time with your children. And then when you were ready to sharpen your skills, you didn't go back to the exact same role that you had before. You thought about what skills you had learned. You were someone who understood how to communicate and educate very complex topics. And you were able to apply those skills to a different capacity. For SEOs that are out there that are starting to think about looking for a new job, look, you don't have to go back and just find the exact same company that you worked for and apply your skills. I am mortgage broker educator, so I need to find another mortgage brokerage company the things that you've learned can be applied other places. And I think Yvette's story is a great example of think about the skills that you've developed, the things that you are inherently talented at doing and finding a place to work to them. Now, Yvette, you mentioned that you learned SEO and this was a while ago. So SEO has evolved and it has changed, but you also learned content. When you think about working in content and you're an expert at understanding how to educate people on complex topics... What's your playbook look like? What do you think about when you're like, hmm, okay, here's a new type of lawyer or a new law firm that they need to educate people on probate law or disability rules or, you know, whatever it is. How do you think about breaking that down, understanding who the customers are and creating content that actually makes an impact on them? Yeah, that's a great question. It always starts with understanding who the client is first. So we spend a lot of time getting to know the attorney or attorneys that make up the firm and understanding what's the goal. What is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish and how can we help you get there? So we work a lot with personal injury attorneys. And so we know that space really, really well. And so it's at that point, it's a matter of, okay, how do we distinguish one personal injury attorney from the other? So it becomes really critical to understand what sets the firm apart. And everybody has a story. So it's it's just digging that story out of the client. What exactly does your firm do to answer questions? Or how quickly do you get back to people? And how, how do you break down the process and keep people abreast of each step of that process? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You could pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. 
Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So what I'm hearing from you is there is the understanding the customer part, doing your customer research, and then there's understanding their buyer journey. Now, not every buyer journey is going to be linear. So you mentioned something along the lines of the education and then answering their questions, which are more tactical about how they buy. So let's call that you know, getting somebody to the bottom of the funnel or your conversion type content. How do you think about grouping your content into different buckets once you have a general sense of who your customer is? So that's a really critical also to have that foundational content. And that's really how we approach each of the the websites that we create content for is what's already on there. Is it, do they have all of the basics? And the basics would be the attorney's principal practice areas. So for example, a personal injury attorney would have your fundamental pages on car accidents, on work injuries, premises liability injuries. So we would create content around each of those areas. And not only each of those areas, but also keeping in mind the locations that they're in. So where do they actually have offices and who, what places do they serve? So we look at all of those things and create con- the fundamental content around that. And we might also create articles to stay fresh and blog posts also. And maybe they'll do a newsletter. There's not been a ton of focus around newsletters and keeping top of mind that way. But it's really those fundamental pages that draw in the new cases for the client. When you had to learn about the legal specialty, that's obviously a complicated topic. There's lots of rules and regulations about it. How did you figure out what you needed to write, not only from the customers want to hear about this, but also make sure that you're giving good advice and honestly not giving legal advice over the web? Because apparently that can get you into a lot of trouble. What were some of the ways you dealt with regulations when you're working in your industry? So that's a slippery slope. And it's something that we go back and we set expectations with the client that they ultimately are the expert. And so they have to be involved and understand that it's a collaborative process. So we do our best to not get in the weeds with the laws because we've learned over the years that the audience isn't looking for you know a highly technical explanation of uh, some sort of law or statute. So 
our focus is on how can we help the reader understand their situation and what their next steps should be. And the next step is really guiding them to contact the law firm so that they can go into detail about their situation and have the law firm then tell them, okay, this is how we would handle this, but still you need to come in for a consultation. Yvette, can I tell you a joke here? Absolutely. I'm, I'm saying this and as a member of the tribe, and I promise there's a reason for going down this rabbit hole. How does a Jewish mother tell when her fetus is viable? Oh, boy. When he graduates from medical school, law school, or gets an MBA. So the reason why I make the joke here, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, the reason why I make the joke is you, you've specialized, you're focusing on lawyers. And in other than working on people who in the eyes of Jewish mothers are all viable fetuses, the specialization is really interesting to me, right? You saw success becoming the content marketer for lawyers. What made you decide not to bridge out into other viable fetai like doctor's offices or some sort of other professional service? Why did you say specialize and why do you think that gives you a competitive advantage? So staying specialized allowed us to become really excellent at what we do. And that's not to say that because we specialize, we don't attract other, like you said, doctors and other businesses that might need content services because we do. And we do also create content for them. We, we've got some doctors on our client list and uh, some plumbing companies. We've got, you know, really our process can be applied to any industry, any business who's looking to, who understands that they have, that it's an investment, first of all, and that it's not a, an instant gratification type of situation. It's a long-term play. And so specializing in the legal industry mainly, again, personal injury, allowed us to just really understand it on an intimate level where we could train our writers and our editors in this specialized way and stand apart that way where we can say, look, we've taken these writers and not only do they write search engine friendly content, but they understand the ins and outs of legal content, which is what that audience looks like what we can and cannot say, how we cannot make promises that there's a, in our process, we call it bar rules. So we can't jeopardize breaking any of the bar rules, which uh, govern the way that lawyers market to people. And, you know, writing content that stands apart from one firm to the next. And I don't think you can do that well if you're trying to be a jack of all trades. So last question I have for you today, we're going through an incredible, I don't know, tumultuous time, time of growth, time of innovation when it comes to content marketing. Rumor has it, artificial intelligence is great at writing content. I think that most of what uh, what we've seen from ChatGPT and from Bard creating content is useful for creating content and it is not useful for creating truth and authentic content, truthful and authentic content. Talk to me about how you see the, some of the advanced technologies that are coming out, uh, artificial intelligence, chat GPT, large language models. How do you think that impacts your business and, and what's your plan to sort of either embrace or fight against artificial intelligence and that type of generated content? I love this question. 
So we've been doing a lot of testing even before ChatGPT took over the conversation in recent months. We've been doing a lot of testing on ChatGPT and on Bing's chatbot, which we tend to like better in terms of content creation. But we've decided as a company not to move forward with using AI to create our clients' content because it, like you said, it it can produce inaccuracies. And we've seen it uh, create sources that don't exist when testing it out. And so ethically, I don't think that we'll ever use it. Well, at least not in its present form. It's still in that toddler stage, I think, to write our clients' content. But I like it for... We use a a form of AI now through an app called Phrase.io, which allows us to look at existing pages, pages that are live on clients' websites, and we can see how to better optimize it. So maybe it's performing well, but it can be better. So we you know, might plug it into Phrase and see how we can optimize it better. And that's the extent of how we've been using AI. And I think that moving forward, it'd be great to use it for outlining new pages where we say, okay, we want to write about this and spits out an outline. And what I think would be great is removing some of those you know, highly manual steps in the process, like researching or finding sources for a piece, outlining a piece. That's where I think AI could really help us so that the writer and the editor can focus on really honing in on the feel and the tone of the client's piece so that it's highly brand specific. It really feels like them and just making it unique. It still needs, you know, anything created by AI really needs human supervision. All the tests that we've been running, I would never put out as is. It's It needs quite a bit of editing still. You know, when you're thinking about specialization and you're thinking about your content, sure, there's ways that you can cut the line. You can use artificial intelligence and create content, but nothing is going to be better than understanding your customer, understanding their journey and solving their discrete needs. Maybe you can figure that out using your computer, your laptop, your smartphone. Maybe the content can just be fed to you. But in my opinion, where we are right now, you have to go do it yourself still. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to Yvette Valencia, the founder and CEO of We Do Web. Join us again tomorrow when Yvette and I continue our conversation talking about thriving as a Latina woman in the male-dominated SEO industry. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Yvette, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Yvette Valencia. That's Y-V-E-T-T-E-V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A. Or you could visit her company's website, which is wedoweb.com, W-E-D-O-W-E-B.com. And on We Do Web, they have they offer a free content audit. If you're a lawyer or maybe even a doctor, any sort of professional service, you can get a free audit of your content at wedoweb.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast, podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.